God doesn't even show up until it's impossible. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Christine Kane on the show again, and she is joining us for part two of her message about Jesus being the miracle maker. Here's Christine. So that little boy gave it. Now, did you notice who gave the ingredients for a miracle that I'm talking about today? It's quite fascinating to me that it was the little boy that was uncounted that provided the the ingredients for the miracle that counted. The text tells us that there were 5,000 men counted that day. So a little boy who was not counted, and the thing that I've discovered, church, is that it's always the ones that everybody else discounts. It's the ones that everyone else thinks doesn't count. It's the ones that everyone else thinks your life will never amount to anything. You are not educated enough. You're not talented enough. You're not gifted enough. You're not smart enough. You're not resourced enough. Everyone else discounts us. You are not a celebrity enough. You don't know the right people. Jesus says, I might just be able to use that person that everybody else has discounted, the one that society thinks doesn't count, because I know that I'll get glory from that life because everyone will know that they could never have done it in their life. God always takes the ones that everyone else discounts. You know who packed his lunch that day? I promise you, if you know anything about society at this time, it was not his father. His mother packed his lunch. Do you think when that woman got up that day and packed some anchovies and some Ezekiel bread, she thought she was doing anything that was world-changing? Yet she was packing the ingredients for a miracle in that little boy's lunch that I would be talking about 2,000 years later. I don't know, every day when you're driving your kids to school, you perhaps could be homeschooling your kids. You could be the cool house where all the kids come over after school and you're speaking life instead of death over those young people. Often when you think what you're doing is insignificant, your job doesn't matter, your life doesn't matter, I want you to know that everything you do, everything you say, everything you think contains the ingredients of a miracle that can change generations. Don't devalue the smallness of the seed that you have. Don't ever, ever devalue it. And so we start. And then what do they do? They bring it to Jesus. Now, could you imagine their frustration when they brought that to Jesus? Five loaves and two. I could imagine them, especially Peter. See, Jesus, I told you, these people are really stingy. We should have sent them to the mall. Because Jesus, if you did what, if you did what we said, everyone wouldn't be here hungry anymore. Because now, Jesus, it's impossible. Now, Jesus, all you've got is five loaves and two fish. Why didn't you do what we said? And how often are we like that with God? We bring the small thing to Him where the situation is impossible and we think the impossibility excludes God from having any ability to do anything. But God does not even turn up until it's impossible. You don't need God while it's still possible. While you are smart enough, while you are resourced enough, while you are gifted enough, while you are talented enough, why do you need God? In fact, for many of the things that we ask the Lord's help for, the things that we say, I want a miracle for, they're not miracle issues, they're management issues. Most of us say, Jesus, I, oh, you know, I need a financial miracle. No, honey, you just need to stop spending more than you earn. Very simple. That's it. And then God could turn up. For the financial miracle. Jesus, I I need a health miracle. No, you just need to stop eating the Krispy Kremes and get on the treadmill. And you know what? Now it's very quiet. (laughs) So a lot of what we're asking miracles for, we're not even in the miracle zone yet because God says, oh no, that's in the management zone. You can do that yourself. I'm not even turning up till we need the miracle. I'm not even turning up till we need the miracle. So impossible is where God starts. 
We think the impossibility of a circumstance disqualifies God from being able to do anything when that's what makes him God. God is not limited to our time and space continuum. God is supernatural. God turns up when everything else has been exhausted. I don't know what your need might be today. You might have a physical need, a financial need, an emotional need, a relational need. And in the natural, it seems like it's impossible. There is no way forward. I want you to know you're poised for a miracle today. That's where Jesus turns up. Impossible is where he begins. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. With God, all things are possible and nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. So he begins. And do you see what he does next? They bring him five loaves and two fishes. And the Bible says he gave thanks. Jesus gave thanks for what would never be enough. He began to bless what was not enough. How often do we, instead of bless our not enough, curse our not enough? I hate this house. I hate my boss. I hate my job. I can't stand my marriage. My kids are just losers. It's amazing to me how when we are disillusioned or we're disappointed or we're discouraged because things haven't worked out how we wanted and we feel that God didn't come through in our timing or God didn't come through in the way we wanted him to come through, we begin to murmur, grumble and complain and curse the very things that contain an ingredient for a miracle. And God says, you know what? Why don't you begin to bless your not enough instead of curse it? Do you know how your whole year would change if you began to change your confession? Instead of going, I hate this house, you could begin to just say, you know what, this might not be where we are ultimately going to end up living, but I thank God right now we've got a roof over our head. This may not be the job that I want in the long term, but I thank God right now we've got some food on the table. Maybe my marriage isn't where I want it to be, but I thank God right now that we're both working on this thing. Maybe my kids are not serving the Lord in the way that I'm believing God that they will, but I thank God that the hound of heaven is chasing them down and they're going to end up back in the house of God and they're going to be serving God. How much... Would our lives change if we began to bless and not curse? Because we expect God to bless what we curse. And Jesus began by blessing what was never going to be enough, knowing that if you bring your not enough into the hands of a God that is more than enough, he will do such a miracle. He blessed it, what was never going to be enough. And then did you see what happened? The miracle of multiplication did not happen until he broke it. The miracle is in the breaking. While Jesus kept breaking, the miracle kept multiplying. I don't know if there's anyone in this room besides me that knows what it is to be broken. I don't know if anyone's ever had a broken heart, if anyone's ever come from a broken family, if anyone's ever had a broken body, if anyone's ever had broken finances or broken relationships or a broken life. And so often we think that brokenness disqualifies us from the purposes of God and from what it is that God wants us to, wants to do with our lives. We think, well, God can't use me, I was abused. Or God can't use me because I'm divorced. Or God can't use me because I committed just such great sins in my past. And what we try to do through our shame and our guilt and condemnation that the enemy heaps on us, we try to hide those broken places. We try to hide those scars. We try to hide it all and think, you know what? If I could just wear some sort of mask and just get through this thing called life, I wish God could use me, but he can't because I'm so broken. But I want to tell you today that it's from those broken places that you are qualified to be used by God. It's not from my strengths that God is using me to make a difference in the world. It's from those broken places. It was the child that was left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted when I was born. The girl that was sexually abused for 12 years at the hands of four men. 
The girl that, blew up, that grew up in the poorest local government area in, in my state, in Australia, where I grew up. The marginalized ethnic migrant, second generation Greek girl, so marginalized because of my ethnicity and my gender. It's that girl that God took all those broken pieces, adoption and abuse and poverty and said, you know what, Chris, what happened to you isn't good. And the enemy tried to still kill and destroy your life. But if you allow me to, I will take all those broken fragments of your life and I will weave them together and I will work together for good. The things that the enemy meant for evil. And God has woven them all together. And God has taken an unnamed, unwanted, abused, adopted girl and not only rescued me, but he's now using me to rescue others that are bound in sex slavery. It would be just like God. I feel like Joseph today, where I stand in front of, he stood in front of his brothers and he said, you know what, you meant this as evil against me, but God meant it for this very purpose, to save many people alive. And church, I wanna tell you, the thing that you thought was gonna kill you, the thing that you thought you would never recover from, God could never use you in business again. He could never use you relationally again. That's the very thing that God wants to turn around and redeem for His glory. The enemy wants you to think it's all over. But let me tell you this, some of you have been struggling, you've been fighting, you've had a really hard year. But I want to remind you that the devil on his best day didn't take you out on your worst day. You are still here, you are still fighting, there is still life, there is still a future. There is still a future while you're still breathing and God can redeem every broken piece of your past. And he can help to give someone else a future through your past. That was Christine Kane. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Christine Kane, Maker of Miracles. And you can find out more information about her at her ministry website, ChristineKane.com. She also has started a ministry that deals with sex trafficking, and that is A21 Campaign. And that's a phenomenal organization you should check into if you have a few minutes. Hope you have a great day, and I will see you again tomorrow for her last part to this message. Have a great day. God bless.